Yeah. So is that what you wanted? Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Ricky Grove. I'm here with my friend Tracy Harwood, Phil Rice, and Damian Valentine for the And Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast for February 2003. We're in our third season. Yay! And we're looking at uh, films for the week. This week, we've got an interesting choice from Damian called Half-Life 3 Honest Game Trailers. I liked it a lot. Um, Where did you find it, Damian? Well, actually, I I follow um, Honest Trailers because there's two channels. There's Screen Junkies and then there's this one. And what they do is every week they'll review a TV show or a movie, usually movies, but sometimes TV shows. And then the other channel does video games and they'll do a, an Honest Trailer. So if they like it, they'll still try and pick out some of the um, issues with it. But generally, they'll praise it. Or if it's something really awful, then they'll tear it to pieces. But it's yeah. done honestly and fairly. Like They won't just... <laughs> They won't just destroy something for the sake of it. Um, so I've been following it, and they do the real stuff. But occasionally, they will do uh, if there's like uh, something that isn't hasn't been released or has been speculated about and is massively overhyped in a way that it can never possibly live up to those expectations. <laughs> right. They will do what their honest trailer would probably be like if once that um, thing actually gets released. Yes. Yes. So. Um, why when did was, you pick the uh, Half-Life 3 one? Because they've got a lot of them on there. What made you like this one? Well, this one, I was editing the uh, videos from last month. And there's a bit where Phil was talking about um, talking to his son about Half-Life 3. And that reminded me of this honest trailer. And I thought, <laughs> that's going to be my pick. So I went back and watched it. Yeah, this is going to be a good pick. So uh, I went back, found it. And thought, yeah, this, it still holds up. So I thought, I hoped it would entertain all of you and our um listeners so uh what did you think oh i liked it it was a very funny it it harkens back to the early spirit of satire and sort of rambunctious filmmaking that the early machinima filmmakers made it's a witty very witty use of game footage i thought and live video the combination was perfect the pacing was just right um the humor sometimes dips into a little eye-rolling stage. I mean, the cockulous rift joke was <laughs> a bit over the top. But then again, you know, they're, the whole style that they're doing it in was really, it fit, you know. But yeah. it was a little eye-rolling. Uh, it was fun. I think even people who don't um, watch, uh, who don't know anything about Half-Life would enjoy the humor in it. My only issue with the film was that I think they should have used a live voice actor instead of a text-to-speech because uh, a live voice actor can use inflection and timing better than uh, text-to-speech. And comedy in particular relies on really good timing uh, to make funny jokes. So even though it was very funny, I think a live actor would have made it even funnier. Um, so that's just my observation. I enjoyed it. It was really a very pleasant experience and fun to watch. You think they did use um, text-to-speech? Sounds like it to me because there were intonations that were repeated exactly in the... But it's, it was it's seven, a live actor. Seven years ago. It, was a, it is a live actor because they did one of the honest trailers. They did a game but where he did a voice in the game as well so as a joke he did the honest trailer in his game character voice rather than his epic ah, trailer I see. Voice. well excuse me i'm wrong i wish that um the actor had a little bit better timing on the 
and would have varied their voice a little bit because it it came off to me like text to speech. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I I found the the, the uh, narrated trailer like that is from the the I don't know what the old days are. I'm dating myself. Here, <laughs> there was that guy, whatever yeah. his name was, that voice actor that was known as the movie trailer voice and had that real uh, deep intonation and, and would do these. Um, I, I was, I kind of cringed when I saw the title of this because I've had some exposure to um, some channels on YouTube that do honest movie trailers, uh, you know, quote unquote, honest movie trailers. And it's, there's a, there's a fine line between satire and bitter cynicism. <laughs> and these YouTube, you know, they're, they're basically like, if it's a review of a James Cameron movie, then it's, it feels like a personal attack on James Cameron. Like, <laughs> it might as well just say you are a, an idiot, you know? So there's there's this real it's very unpleasant and I like dark humor and I like sarcasm and satire obviously, um, but I don't like those movie trailers, the, the honest trailers because it feels like okay somebody's got like a personal they're mean spirited grudge yeah like it's somebody who maybe got burned in Hollywood or something, you know and and that's not fun, you know I mean some of what they say ends right. up. Opening. So I, I saw this and I thought, oh, no, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just because I just don't personally enjoy that. This wasn't the spirit of that at all, though. This was like like Ricky said, it was good old fashioned satire. Um, it's what it's the tone that I wish that those YouTube channels that do the movie trailers, it's what I wish they had, which yeah. is it's it's good natured uh, ribbing. Yep. It's irreverent. Um, yeah. And witty. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, it's something that if if the guys at Valve don't laugh at it, it's because they've got a problem, not because it really is nasty, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's not impossible they wouldn't laugh, but if they do, it's like, come on, man. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I loved it. And uh, very, uh, I don't know, at, at both times, a throwback in the style, but also you know, borrowing from all these different types of footage, that really right. is something that's a lot harder to do back then, you know, yeah. and now in the age of memes, it's very easy to, you know, relatively easy to, to do that, to do it well, still requires skill, you know, right. the choices right. of what to use and when and all that. So, and this is very skillfully done, very, very enjoyable. And if you've been following, I think, especially for someone older like me and, and frankly us, who have been following Half-Life since the early days in some degree and, and Valve, um, it plays into that sense of fun. And we've seen other games, of course, that, you know, when it's done, release mm -hmm. dates. Um, and there's still some that are out there like this. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. I love their use of um, live, live uh, uh, video, you know, intermixed with game footage. There's sometimes yeah. they're the editing was so good that it was a joke itself. It was yeah. a humorous statement itself. Sure. Sure. Well, shall I tell you what I thought then? Okay. 
Well, inevitably you will. So. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I did not know too much about Honest Game trailers. Um, uh, and what's more, I didn't even know they'd been Emmy nominated, um, which they apparently have been. My understanding is that voice is somebody, is it John Bailey? Somebody uh, John? Joe Bailey. Joe I Bailey. Think. John yeah. Bailey. What? Well, whatever. And he's got Bailey's that kind right of, anyway. He's got that kind of James Earl Jones sort of um, deep, you know, whatever. He does quite a lot of these, I think, as I understand it. Um, but I think really this is where I show my age because this level of nerdiness is just something I've never really followed. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> honest with you. Um, and I, I have to say, I found the laddish behaviour crude and quite outdated. So that that bit to me, you know, given it's seven years old, that hasn't stood up so well as some of the other stuff. I get it. But but the editing is clearly very well done. You know, it's, it's impressive. Um, I'm not sure if they could have actually included any more cultural classics in there than they actually did in that four minutes. <laughs> I didn't see Jaws in there, did you? But, <laughs> no, no. But, but they missed I that think, opportunity. Yeah, I think that was a big one that they missed out. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was... And there's a Jaws-like character in Half-Life too, so they could have they could have done it. They could have done it, but maybe I missed it. I mean, it was all very bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very kind of quick. Um, and then I was thinking, why on earth did you pick something seven years old, Damien? <laughs> Do you know something about Half-Life Three that we don't? That's what I was going. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and I and then I was thinking, you know what? I bet what you've seen is that little video that came out last year, that video game leaks one where it kind of implied that there might be another attempt to release Half-Life 3. I did um, see about that. You did. Yeah. I thought you had. But I don't know if you're aware also that Valve's assets, about a week ago, um, every every asset they created from about 2016 yep. um, was leaked last week. Yeah. Um, and, and that's as we record it, and this is at the end of January. But according to what I've seen, there's absolutely zero Half-Life 3 assets that appear to have been leaked. So my guess is probably there isn't a Half-Life 3 out there, but I dare say over the coming weeks, months, probably folks are going to be going through through all of that sort of content with a toothpick and we'll probably have some We'll more find updates. out, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of quite interesting. And I wasn't really quite sure why you might have picked something of this age other than other than maybe you knew something that we kind of didn't my understanding about the leak of all the content was it was valve do outsourcing for when the games are ported to um, other platforms because they release them for pc and then they get released on consoles and and so on so the leak came from that uh, material which they put out for outsourcing if they're going to be doing a half-life three or any other three title um which is obviously not been announced yet that would be very they wouldn't be um including any of that content with that because they're going to keep it very uh, close to their chest so uh, um that's why there are yeah. no hints there it doesn't mean it's not happening it doesn't mean it is happening that's just the way it would probably be yeah, yeah. well also the date of the league i think 20 2016 but you know then then i was thinking you know and and also reflecting on some of the comments on this particular video i mean one of them really made me laugh out loud actually half-life 3 is so good that it doesn't even need to be a real game in order to have an honest trailer i thought that was that was brilliant uh, yes but you know the 
like you said, Ricky, the astonishing level of hype around these games where folks have been waiting for 20 years to play it. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of astonishing, isn't it? But then, you know, Half-Life Alex did come out around 2020, right? Hmm. And that that would True. probably be Half-Life 3, would it? Maybe? Well, it doesn't complete. See, the, the additional problem with the Half-Life 3 kerfluffle and, and angst is that it had a story arc. And the uh, end of Half-Life 2 had a cliffhanger. And with a cliffhanger, it always leaves the expectation that they're going to finish out the story, yes. and they didn't. So, in addition to not not having a third game with third game technology, there's a story breakage there that everybody wants to see resolved. I think I that's see. more significant than there just not being a new game in the Half Life world. It's that's that unfinished story. And it's a credit to their storytelling in the first and especially yes. episodes. It's an exceptional, wonderfully done world building that they did. And yeah, there's this story arc and it's like, it's, it's kind of a twist too. of the way there. It's like, come on, you know, it's a little twist too, because I, as I recall in the game, you actually feel like you're getting to the, to, to escape that you're going to escape. Like you do in half-life of, uh, the, the part one Half-Life 2, but instead there's a twist. I won't say what it is, but something tragic happens and then you're left there. Oh. And so so it created a huge expectation in gamers and that's part of the thing. And, it, and I think it's, a, as you point out, Phil, it's a testament to their storytelling because it is so resonant in people's imaginations that they want to know what happened to these characters. Even it's after very this important. Time emotionally they want to know what happened to these characters it would be like victor hugo writing three quarters of les miserables you know um or gone with the wind cutting off in the three-quarter mark you know um, people yeah. are just want to know or what star the wars happened. george george lucas oh. stops making star wars movies at empire strikes back <laughs> there you go there you go what? Right there. can you imagine what? 20 years go by Ah! Um, and then all hell breaks loose. And somebody called Anomide finds something very bizarre in some little weird area. There you <laughs> go. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And anyway, interesting. I do you know what I did actually look up who these guys were, fandom games. I don't know if you're familiar with fandom games. No, no. Founded in 2004 by Jimmy Wales of Wikipedia infamy. Ah! Uh, with somebody called Angela Beasley Starling, who was a British web entrepreneur. Hmm. Uh, and it was kind of um, a site that was originally based on the wiki technology. And it basically started out with about 1500 pages um, uh, from a, a group of fans, mainly Star Wars, I think. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, um, Damien. I probably am, but I didn't make the connection until just now. Yeah, well, it apparently it now encompasses over 40 million content pages in oh my God. 80 languages on 250,000 wikis. Wow, we. And, and it includes information about every fictional universe ever created, according to them. Golly. Um, so if you are a fan and you're interested in game lore and you want to talk to others or just learn about the that fictional world, that's the place to go. 
pounds. They also have some wonderful um, game trailers for other games on their YouTube channel, which is where we saw this one. So check them out. They all have that same irreverent, very funny, and highly crafted uh, satirical style to them. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to pick a, this one because it's a fictional, at the moment, game, rather yeah. than picking one that's it's about a real game. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'd like to point out something um, uh, about our criticism of this. We've gotten some uh, comments recently, both uh, mostly pro, but some con ones too, about um, what our, our comments and criticism in this. And in this particular episode, we've talked about a film and we all like it, right? But we all have different ideas about what makes it good. And in particular, Tracy pointed out that there were some problems with the age of the and the nerdy uh, quality of humor that didn't appeal to her. Now, we don't have any sponsors for this show. Nobody pays us to do advertising. We do this purely out of the pleasure and joy of, of doing it and finding films and talking about it. So we're honest in our criticism. Now, we obviously try not to be uh, mean-spirited. I mean, we were pointing, Phil was pointing out that problem with uh, uh, satirical pieces that are just mean, and it seems like a personal attack. We never try to do that. That's not our point. But we are honest, and we are straightforward, and sometimes we're blunt about it. And I'd like to point out that our criticism is, is, uh, is balanced in a sense that we have four different people talking about the different about it from a different point of view. So if there's a problem, we argue about it. I'm mean, here. I am at the beginning of this complaining about it, thinking that this was a text to speech when it wasn't. And my, and the three of you pointed out it wasn't. And I, I'm sorry, I messed that up. So we have the ability to be able to respond to each other, each other's criticism and, and test it in a debate style format. So, if you feel somehow that you're you're not being appreciated in our in our uh, episodes about the film i'm sorry for you <laughs> because criticism is in the way we do it you take away what you can use and you don't pay attention to what doesn't make any any meaning to you so uh, do you guys have any thoughts about our criticism on this show and and responses to it Someone once asked me how to, how to best handle internet criticism because they've seen that I get a lot of it on my Air to the Empire videos. And I say, well, there's three kinds of criticism you're going to get over the internet. The first one is people will say, this is great, really loved it. Um, you know, just praise. That's always very nice to hear. Then the next one is, uh, this is great, but I don't know, maybe the music was a little bit too loud here. Um, uh, but otherwise, I've really enjoyed it. And you can look at that and think, maybe it was a bit too loud so the next time you can pay a bit more attention to the volume of the music and and learn from it and then the third kind is people who will deliberately go out of the way and say this is the worst thing they've ever seen in their life and <laughs> they'll just get tear it to pieces and when you get that you either laugh at it or you ignore it um because it serves no purpose it serves no purpose right, right. exactly and i'm relieved think... damien because i thought i thought we were gonna what you were gonna say is oh well maybe i'll Pay a little more attention next time. Is this the worst thing that's ever been made on the internet? <laughs> and how do I make it worse? Hmm. I need to really. <laughs> how do I bring it down even further than it is already? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and I think that what we do is in the middle. It's like we, we liked it, we we praise what we like, and if there's uh, you know something like maybe the sound isn't quite right, you know the music's too loud. Like I just said, we'll, we'll say look, the music is a little bit too loud in this bit, and um, it's hard to hear what the characters are saying, uh, and that's just a reality of the film. It happens. Lots of people make mistakes like that. It's not nothing to be ashamed of. It's just a learning experience and uh, learn from it. And Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and inevit inevitably, uh, a criticism is an opinion. But the difference is, is that our opinions are informed opinions because not only do we know about this medium and we know about film and machinima, but, we've, but three of us have been practicing it for over two decades. And Tracy has been writing about it critically for over two decades. So we have an informed opinion as opposed to just two, four people off the street who go, oh yeah, that was really funny, a coculus. <laughs> you know, it's, so we, our opinions have, have weight, yeah. if you know what I mean. I, I think it's even more than that too. I think, uh, Damien, that, that it's possible that what we're doing and and frankly there's other shows with this type of format that are out there on other topics the reason i don't think we fall into that simple scale of of you know unqualified praise praise but with some ideas and go f yourself i don't think we're on that scale because this is a discussion true this yeah. is for people who have watched a lot of films in this genre there you go. talking about your film yeah, and say the same way we would if the four of us got together over at Tracy's house and we're sitting in her living room and having tea and talking about, hey, did you guys watch such and such? And we just talk about it. Yeah. So it's it's hard to, unless the four people that are getting together having tea talking about your movie are like really bitter, angry people who are just out to destroy things. And if you get that impression from watching our show that I don't know what you're watching, because yep. that's not who we are. It's not what we're out to do. We're, we love talking about these films, even films that aren't our favorites. We just love talking about them. And part of that talking about them is things I liked about it and things that I wish they had done differently and, and all of that. You know, So I think that makes it different be, because as, as Ricky pointed out, there's really not any opinion that can get expressed in this form, like a YouTube comment would, that doesn't get challenged, that doesn't get evaluated by friends and colleagues immediately. Like you, you can't just throw something out there. I guess you could, you could just say, yeah, I just didn't like it. And I don't want to talk about it, but that's, that sucks. That show would suck if that's what we did, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Ricky, will say something and he'll have a strong opinion on something. And maybe Tracy has a different opinion, and then we, and then it sparks ideas by me and Damien, and and it's a wonderful thing. So, um, yeah, I, I I think uh, I love that we come at it from so many different yeah directions. I, I, it's uh, a discussion uh, about I, the film, and that's good. And good goodness gracious, what do you think discussions are? Discussions aren't all, you know, let's 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 all just make a concerted effort to pat this complete stranger on the back who made this. We don't know you, you know, so that that gives I think that that's a plus that we don't generally know you when we're reviewing your film. It means that, that we're not out to get you. And we're also we have no incentive to lie to you about what we think you've done wrong or right. 
you know? Like when my son does a performance at school, plays piano, and he comes up and asks me, how did I do? It's like, no matter what answer I give him, it's his dad's saying something, you know? So I can be as honest as I want, but in his head, it's always going to be, eh, would he ever, would he really tell me if I stunk, you know? The answer, by the way, son, if you listen to the show is, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, I would tell you if you stunk. And he would never listen to you. It would be the most loving thing that I could do. I'm going to censor yeah. that bit when I edit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer, son, is... Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, I, I would encourage uh, anyone to look at it that way, that the, the positive is here is that we're... Hey, people are actually having a conversation about your film. How often do you really get to observe that on the yes, internet? Yes. If you're releasing yeah. something to an internet crowd, all you get are these little pot shot comments that are either completely unqualified and unhelpful praise that it's kind of like eating an M&M. &M. It's like, ooh, that was tasty. Still hungry. And then there's, <laughs> you know, the useful stuff, like Damien said, that's in the middle of the sandwich. And then there's the people who it's like, I, I'm glad these people don't know where I live because it sounds like they would like to hurt me. You know, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. any of those things. This is a, a good, I hope, helpful conversation. We also, as experienced as we are, none of us are like inflated with our own egos or think that we are. I am a little bit. I'm big sorry. wigs. Ricky, <laughs> <the assault>. you know, <laughs> Ricky was Ricky was on quantum leap you can't do that without babylon and, 5 you know and yeah. point break yeah. yeah and and he was red eric hello yeah. hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway seriously though yeah i i think if you listen to the show um you'll find i hope that we're four people who are confident in our opinions confident in what we know but we're we also know that we're not infallible we have no agenda that's why this, either. That's why this discussion is good. Yeah. Because every single one of us has been right on this show and every single one of us has been wrong about something. <laughs> or just maybe it's not even right and wrong. It's just has the opinion that others agree with it or doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So, and it's good. It's good. Thank you. Good comments, Phil. Tracy? I, I, I completely agree with, with all of what you said. I, I, I think we have a healthy discussion about films that we are enjoying. Um, I think we all come at this from, like I said, from very different perspectives. Uh, we know what good criticism is, I think. And um, I think I think certainly what I would like to sort of think that we do is, is give enough uh, feedback for people to be able to say, yeah, that needs to be tweaked a little, maybe in that direction, or to know why we really like it and from, you know, to learn from that sort of side of things as well. But I will just say um, one thing, irrespective of what other other people think, I actually learned so much um, from from what you guys all comment as well. I mean, it's it's really good. Me fun. too. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm not really that bothered what other people think, if I'm honest. Uh, I really enjoy the discussion and mm. being able to talk ab about these films to folks that really know what they're talking about is an absolute treat for me. Yeah, yeah. I come away from our episodes, our our sessions sometimes so psyched and interesting. You know, I start, I do more research, I write and stuff because I get it, it stimulates my imagination and yeah. my thinking. It energizes me as well. Yeah. yeah. I also, okay. a lot of the films that 
the three of you pick uh, when I watch them I try and look at them and think is there something I can learn from this I can apply to my own filmmaking as well Mm, mm. um, because I may not uh, on my own I may not have ever found some of these films so you know yeah you guys are helping me as well on that level oh for sure I would never have found the films that that you guys pick I wouldn't have even looked for them Hmm. Um, so then that's what I appreciate the fact that we all come at it from very different perspectives and you know we've all been judges on uh, on um, film festivals for years as well haven't we Hmm. Uh, and uh, you know the opportunity to sort of continue that kind of you know professional criticism I think is is actually really uh, you know an interesting development cycle I mean I was I, I was the organizer of an event in 2007 I know you guys were involved in the early Machinima Film Festivals from 2002 onwards, I think. Yeah, Machinima uh, Expo. And the Expo, yeah, that went into the early 2010s. I mean, we've got a long history with this stuff. Mm. It's good fun. Yep. Good. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys talking about what we do. And also, uh, uh, listeners and watchers, if you have some ideas about the film that we um, have just reviewed, which I think was called the uh, Half-Life 3 Honest Game Trailers. Uh, Damien picked it. If you have some thoughts about that or you'd like to share with us or you've made the film and you want to talk about it, uh, check with us at talk at completelymachinima.com. Also, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but Tracy has been really doing a bang-up job with our blog at uh, completelymachinima.com. She's been adding lots of interesting posts on AI development. Um, You'll find stuff about the lawsuit that was recently filed on behalf of three artists against the uh, AI-generated stable diffusion and uh, a couple other places. You'll find stuff about that. Um, uh, Lots of really, really interesting stuff. So it's a very rich place to go. So check out the blog at completelymachinima.com. Any last comments anybody has? Not for me. Nope. 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 All right. Well, thanks a lot for watching this time. Uh, This will be the second week of February. We'll come back next week with another film. So we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.